0: Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Except it's not a normal Smash This Podcast, folks. No, this is the debut of something I've been working on for a while. And I'm throwing this on YouTube, too, as uh, part of the launch. But this is the first episode of J-Bone's Jacked Up Jukebox. And joining me for this is someone who's become a good buddy of mine in the podcast world and um because this is a music uh based podcast and i'm going to kind of cover a little bit of all sorts of stuff in the rock and roll world sometimes maybe a little hip-hop sometimes maybe a little country you never know what you're going to get here that's why it's called J bones jacked up jukebox but my guest for tonight's first landmark episode, <laughs> gotta make this big, you know, is Trent from the Total Nonstop Impact podcast, who I co-host with, uh, who I have become a recent co-host with, I should say. Um, welcome to the show, man. What is up?
1: What's up, Jay Bone? What's up, Smashers? We got a nickname for your uh, your channel, folks. the Smashers.
0: Yeah, the Smashers. I don't really. <laughs> know call them that too often but uh yeah it might become a thing so man we're going to talk about uh i mean I, I i talk we talk about wrestling a lot that's about 99% of the conversations we have but i want to i want to i want to change it this time and yeah it's still going to be a little little wrestling related but i brought you in to talk primarily about you and your band who are going to be part of something very special coming up. The news broke. Why don't you talk about that for a little bit?
1: Yeah, uh, we, my man Hemi, uh, H-E-M-I, hemimusic.com. We are going to be a part of Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory weekend, performing live at the All Glory event the night before Bound for Glory. All Glory's a special partnership show and fan fest they're doing in Chicago at 115 Bourbon Street. Uh, We're going to be part of the festivities, and we're going to play a mini set live later in the evening as part of that. So this comes out of doing two songs for Impact Wrestling this year. We did the song for Rebellion, the pay-per-view, in April, and we provided the song for the Bound for Glory commercial in October here. So being a part of the Impact family this year, we got in the mix, and they invited us to come play... uh, perform live at the at the Bonfire Weekend festivities so it's a big honor for me I tried uh getting music into there for 15 years and this is the year it happened so I'm uh very grateful to be a part of that man it's it's pretty cool pretty cool
0: Congratulations man and I don't know I've congratulated you know, but I wanted to do it here on here too
1: um yep. Thank that's you.
0: just that is just tremendous you've got a you know you're you've been a part of the Chicago music scene now for several years can you can you talk about the history of your your band a little bit and how you guys kind of came together in the history over the last you said 15 years or so
1: this is year 16 actually um but man we uh we started here in Chicago. It was, it was the, the band was formed out of uh initially four friends we're all high school buddies just decided to form a band one day uh it was me uh my buddies paul eric and mike who is also known as gup guppy that's a nickname we have for him uh as it stands today me and gup are the only two original members still left in the band but we started you know in 03 decided just get together play music we're all high school friends you know we all graduated in the late 90s but hung around and so we should do something let's just start a band we didn't know what the hell we were doing we didn't really have any musical anything i mean a couple of us knew what we were doing Gup knew how to play drums he was in some bands but um i didn't know anything you know i I had held guitars screw around a little bit with some buddies here and there but not really knowing much and we just jumped in uh started jamming brought another guy in another guy named eric a second eric to play rhythm guitar and off we were so about a year's worth of practicing writing in my parents basement we did our first show in October of 2004. So what's funny is, I'll tell you what, it's going to be exactly um, the day we're playing the impact show on 1019 is it's like 16, you no 15 years and like one day to the day of our first ever gig. So it's kind of interesting in that sense. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: That is, you talk about landmark. Wow, now that's yeah, that that is special, man. That is special.
1: Yeah, it's uh coming of age, man. You know, I'm a big impact wrestling fan, been you know, a fan of the company since day one. So for me, it was a big deal to be a part of it. And man, yeah, for it to come almost 15 years to the day of my first gig is kind of cool, kind of cool. But yeah, formed in 03 and uh worked our way up, man. We have you know, we released our first album in 2007. Uh, a live album in 2012, a another album in 2014, an EP in 2016, and then our latest in 2018. Um, so we did that. A bunch of singles in between, you know, a DVD as well. Been on the radio in 22 countries. Music videos played wow. in nine countries. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been all over the world in terms of distribution, merchandise, uh, all independent. All do it yourself. You know, it's very little resources. You know, a lot of all the guys are tech savvy. A lot of it was on me to do. But um, it's persistence. It's, you know, it, it's uh, consistency. No record label support. We have distribution support, but no record label. So it's DIY, man. You got to do it yourself. We jumped in and we've been doing it ourselves since
0: 2003. Tremendous, man. Absolutely yeah. tremendous. Yeah. Any, any uh, fun stories you could share uh leading up to this big date in shy town uh for glory weekend
1: um fun stories in terms of like uh something crazy about like related to this
0: yeah just like uh you know how how you were uh, how the news broke to you if you can if you can reveal a little behind the scenes
1: sure well a little background on it i was uh I remember trying a lot to get in with Impact Wrestling for a long time. I I sent my music to almost every regime that they've had, music people. Nobody ever answered back. I tried the other companies, too. Uh, Nobody ever answered back. You know, it's kind of flaky. The way I even got – I worked for AAW Pro Wrestling in Chicago. The way I even got in there was they were looking for music, and I submitted music and went from there to becoming a producer uh, years later, which I'm in now. I'm pretty much ingrained in that company the funny thing is they never end up using my music in aaw which is which is odd the only company i worked for they recently did it the um new director new film director there uh rob malinowski who makes a lot of the films he started using our our songs and finally which is but it's funny that the company i worked for never even used the music but tried like hell yeah tried like hell and um i talked to uh kevin sullivan K sully tv he's the uh production company that uh works for impact wrestling they work with impact wrestling for their broadcast they'll they do all the video production everything like that i got in touch with him and i just asked him i said hey can i submit music for it to you you know i have been trying like hell anything i can try and i it took a lot of persistence i mean it wasn't like he knew me or who i was but yeah. uh stayed on it would send stuff over and one day i remember what happened was uh and this is the power of the internet was that um i've been in contact with them but nothing had popped yet and i remember some fans of ours who were also impact fans started buzzing on twitter and uh they're talking about certain songs that'd be good they're like oh you know so-and-so should come out to this so-and-so should come out to that it'd be cool and then they tagged him in them and the next day he's like send me these tracks so like the power of the internet you know people started buzzing wow. and, like, and he's the like "Send me those fans do it man the fans are all <clears throat> do it but um i sent him some tracks he's like i got something in mind and off we were and first time i saw it air on tv with our song and our name in the in the um like bottom third you know yeah. it was pretty awesome man it was pretty surreal to see that and our play counts and sales everything popped up so i thought it was it was an awesome moment man really really cool but, is, but the way I found out this happened, right. yeah, the way I found out this happened. So we, you know, after Rebellion was a success, we uh, we stayed in touch about other stuff. And I said, I, I flat out asked. I said, hey, you know, if Bound for Glory is gonna be in Chicago. Give us a shot to bid on that. You know, get out, get in on that. Had something in mind. Uh, I sent him a new track we did. He sent it over. It was a hit. And I got contacted by. Josh Matthews of Impact Wrestling, who's the VP of of uh, the digital content and media for Impact Wrestling, and
0: well, that's interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he contacted after all this was going on. And he said, "Would you guys like to play the All Glory Fan Fest?" And I said, "You don't have to ask me twice." <laughs> so I said, "Absolutely." Let me tell the guys, uh, and we were in. That was it. So. He's like, you know, we appreciate what you guys have done. And, well, he even sent me these t-shirt, this T-shirt the other day. So nice to be a part of the Impact Wrestling family. I'm, I'm a fan since day one, you know, show one, day one. So pretty cool. That
0: is that is tremendous, man. Yeah,
1: thank um,
0: you. Now, do you, guys, do you guys have a set list already? Like you guys know what you're going to play? Is there anything you want to reveal? Or do you want to save it as a surprise for the show?
1: we'll save it we do we do know what we're going to play we might tweak that a little bit i think we're pretty set on um i think we're pretty set on what we're going to do i think we have an idea of uh what we what we feel is going to be good for that crowd and the energy of the room and and i know the room really well i've run i've run shows for AAW in that room so i know the room it's going to come down to uh you know energy of the crowd so i got yeah. some things in mind we'll see what happens awesome man yeah
0: tell me about how about about your love for music and how what what sparked like you know what like what caught your ear and made you a fan of music
1: yeah it's weird i grew up uh listening to grew up in the 80s so my mom always had some music on 80s music is amazing uh always was into like I'd say more pop growing up, you know, eighties pop, which I still love to this day, but I was a big Michael Jackson guy kid, you know, and, um, into that kind of stuff, That's, you know, but we grew up in a house with Billy Joel and I grew up in a house with Bruce Springsteen, things like that, you know, Fleetwood Mac. And, uh, so I was always there, but playing like, I was never a huge music kid until I remember, um, uh, you know, you 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 develop your taste with friends, the kids around you, and stuff. And I remember getting into, um, like had this buddy who was really into hair bands. You know, as a kid in the late '80s, they really got really into hair bands. But then, like, rap got really huge in the early '90s. You know, especially in Chicago. So I was really like gangster rap. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm ten, ten, eleven year old kid, but I loved like Easy and Dr. Dre and N.W.A. and all that stuff. Wow. Got really got really into all that stuff, and then I remember the what really converted me back to rock and roll was um, two things. It was 90, 1991, 1992, which two things really crucial for me. I remember seeing watching Wayne's World and seeing Alice Cooper perform "Feed My Frankenstein," and I thought like that was the coolest thing. And I was like, man, that's really cool.
0: Love that song. It's one of my favorite Alice Cooper tunes.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and then. The Bill and Ted Bogus Journey soundtrack was fantastic. I, no, it's, uh,
0: got a, it's got a lot of stuff like Kiss and Slaughter, and I'm trying yeah. to think who's all on there.
1: Yeah. I think even um gosh, uh Warren's on there, Cinderella, I think it's on there, um, Megadeth's on there. There's a lot of stuff on that soundtrack. And I yeah. was um Winger, Winger's on there, you know. I remember just I was I love the movie. I bought the soundtrack not knowing anything but i just love that stuff and i was like man this is awesome and then i got exposed to more nirvana and, and the grunge movement and uh you, know, you go to high school you start rolling with those crowds you got into punk i learned about ozzy and I, then from ozzy you get into metal and you go backwards you get into sabbath and from sabbath you get into dio and then dio you got into rainbow and you know then you just start branching from there and i just i was all in um, grew my hair out I, grew, I mostly grew my hair out because of sting the wrestler he grew his hair out at the same time and 97 i was growing my hair out too but grew my hair out changed my image started getting more into rock, metal and rock and started forming the relationships and friendships and those realms you know yeah uh never thought about i took guitar lessons as a kid and you know and uh I didn't really do anything, It was like basic stuff. But I had a friend who transferred into my high school. He was in tennis for a little bit. Uh his name is Dave. We call him Mr. Mad. That was his nickname, Mr. Mad. Mr. Mad came in and he had a guitar. And I was like, Oh man, I used to have, I used I fiddled the guitar. We became friends. He showed me he knew like a couple of things. I remember he knew how to play Come As You Are, right? And which is like fine. Yeah. It was like five chords, but I'm like, it's the coolest thing ever because somebody's playing it in front of me, which you don't normally get. You're like, holy shit, man, this guy knows how to play. And it's like five notes, but it was the coolest thing in the world. And I remember him, Tim and I talking about like playing together and forming a band and we didn't really do anything. We just kind of like messed around two guitars, no, no amps, you know, Um, just screwing around. But then man, that, that bug was in me, you know, and um, then didn't do anything drifted on the idea and then came around again in the second wave with these buddies of mine who were the first lineup of Hemi decided to do something and shit we did it and here we are man they've come and gone you know I've been through 10 members in 16 years Jay that's
0: interesting
1: they've come and gone man I've seen a lot of I've seen them all come and go but I've I've been here I've sacrificed it all you know for it so
0: you kept uh, it going me and go and that's and and that's got to be something that's tough as a musician when you deal with stuff like that. No matter what the circumstances, you know, whether it's a mutual parting of the ways or something ugly happens in a in a in a relation. I mean, you can call it a relationship. You're in a band together. Um, yeah. And oh, to we've keep, been
1: through that. Yeah. And,
0: and to keep the music going, to have that passion, it, there, there's there's got to be something in there that's 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 tremendous, though,
1: you know. It, you, like you said it's like it's a relationship so you, we went through a lot of you know you fight you cry you laugh you you break up you, you come back i mean it's i've been through it all man i've been through it all uh it's 16 years of you know. but i gotta say the lineup now is is beautiful got a great deal going here and uh good good people great musicians talented decent guys you know I, and we'll get to that i'll talk about the current lineup in a second but um it's the happiest i've been in it now for sure
0: well yeah and with the success you're seeing now that just i think that just you know sparks a whole new wave in the success for the band it's got to create new you know it's it's a whole new buzz for it yeah yeah talk talk about the band talk about the guys you're in the band with
1: well now the that's four of us uh it's myself tim wilkins mike seplick who's guppy and then we recently just added sean turnbull uh it's funny so we have an interesting little dynamic here so uh we had a lineup our, our lineup that from to the 2010 to 20 i want to say 13 lineup the three that, that three years was a very very active lineup it was it was a good lot of us uh gentlemen i mentioned before mr matt was in that lineup We had a real busy, we are on the road constantly playing shows. Uh, We made a live album and some demos during that that time, but no album. Um, Going busy, we knew Tim through an associated band. We played with Tim, and Sean used to be in a band called Abstraction. Met them through work, Uh, met Tim through work. Then his band needed our studio to play in, and we shared our studio with them. Uh, So when time came, people started departing. Mr. Mad left the band. I asked him. I said they were slowing down. His band was pretty much breaking up. I said, if you're bandless, why don't you come and jam with us? He came in, and um, we t- kind of took that over. We did a whole set of stuff that way. The other guitar player's name was Ryan Kramer. He ended up leaving to move back to Michigan, so it was just the three of us. And here's an interesting story I want to tell. Um, years of trying, ups and downs, setbacks. I remember when when uh it was left to the three of us meet tim and Gup. uh ryan had left and i'm thinking man how many times I have to start over because i had been through so many members like i gotta keep starting over all the goddamn time and i was so bummed so frustrated and i remember watching uh uh nigel McGuinness, professional wrestler he put out a documentary about his life and it it focuses on him getting his dream job at the wwe and having it taken away from him like almost immediately because of a, a health thing and the documentary is just like it's very powerful and um there's a scene in there when he's in his car and he just loses he starts crying and he's like i can't believe this i did everything i worked so hard and it's just gone and it's and i'm watching this and i'm feeling the same thing i'm like I did everything right i gave up moving out of town i gave up you know relationships i've given up so many things and i said for what? You know, I'm sitting here rebuilding again. And I remember just sitting there watching. I'm like, God damn, you know. And then I I, remember I sent him a, um, I knew, I, I was connected to Nigel briefly on, on social media. I sent him a message, just took a shot. And I said, do you have an email address that I can email you on? I got some thoughts. I just watched your documentary. Basically, I told him, I'm like, hey, I feel you. I felt that scene. I feel exactly what you're feeling. And I just want to let you know, it, it was, you know, it was interesting to watch that and connect with you in that sense. And it made me feel a little better. We kicked off a great friendship after that. And, uh, it motivated me because I saw where he ended up. He got back on TV and he's at his dream job now, you know? So, um, if you see behind me right about there, there's a framed photo right there. Okay. See that. That's a poster that Nigel sent me of that documentary. And he said a very powerful thing to me on it. He wrote, in tragedy lies art be proud of what you've achieved because him and i yeah and him and i were going back and forth about stuff because he felt bad that he never made it and i said you made you did make it though that's the thing i'm watching a documentary about you people bought it your your kickstarter was financed overnight you did make it no matter what you think and it got him thinking he's like you're i'm like doesn't mean just because you didn't get to your dream job, it doesn't mean you didn't make it. You still made an uh, an impact on people. And um, it got him thinking. So that's why he wrote that inscription to me. And and I hang it up on my wall to remember every day because it's true. Even in the worst thing, like something great comes out of it. I thought that was really cool. So I hit off a good friendship with Nigel. but And again, years later, he ended up at his dream job. But in parallels, reading Motorhead's biography – and I remember when Lemmy talked about when they had a, the same thing happen to them when they lost another guitar player, and it was just down to the three of them. And he's like, "Ah, screw it. Let's just let's just do it. And we add another guy later on. We'll add him. But let's we got to keep fucking going, you know? So he's like, "I'm not gonna wait. Let's just do it. it doesn't matter if we're down a guitar. So I'm like, Yeah, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just go. So I told the boys, I'm like, Let's let's book a show. And the cool thing was, we booked a show. And the guy who had just quit, Ryan, showed up at the show. We no, there's no heat now. He just, he was on his way out of town. He wanted to see us off. Um, and I remember looking at him in the crowd, not angry, just looking at him like I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this set. I'm gonna shove it right up your ass. Um, not in a hate, hateful way, but more so a motivating way to say like, no, nobody's gonna define me here. No one's gonna define us. Yeah. Him leaving is not gonna define it. Like. If we're willing to do this, we're still going gonna to do it. Um, and we played the set of our goddamn lives. And I thought that was, I was like, we're back on track. We're here. So we continued on as a three-man for a little bit. Then we asked Sean, who is now a full-time member. He was in another band. But we said, would you mind being our live guitarist? You know, would you join up as a live guy with us just to get us through some sets and some shows? Won't bug you too much. We don't do too many. You join us alive was committed to another band which was made up of who became our producer a record producer and a couple other guys so he did live with us for a bit i heard some demos they he did and he's like oh listen to my new stuff i'm doing i'm like who recorded this and it was his guitar player who was a producer long story short we said i said i want to work with him we cut an album with the three guys sean wasn't on it cut an album huge success sean continued to tour with us um he did it again. We cut another album with just the three of us. Sean continued to tour with us, and that his other band that was made up with our producer broke up. And I was like, "Look, if you're bandless, well, you know they they're not doing anything." I said, "If you want a home, you got one with us. You already know our stuff." And he's exactly wow. like I want. And he made it official just a few months ago. He's like, "All right, man, I'm I'm officially in. <laughs> Let's do it." So that was that, man. And so now we are it's it's me Tim Sean and, and Gup and it's had me 2019 go moving forward
0: yeah and really moving on to the next phase of your uh you know, you know a, a, your musical career yeah uh, at, a, at a landmark event of uh impact wrestling returning to shytown after oh I don't know when, when's the last time they played shytown
1: uh the last show i went to here for impact i gotta say it was 20 it was the impact live weekly show the first one on the road 2013 2013 wow i think it was 13 yeah aces and eights that was a 2013 or 14 you tell me <laughs> that was that was a great great show though that was a real real fun show
0: and was that was was that uh is that Back in the Hogan Bischoff time,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Impact. I'm a, I'll look it up right now. Um, I'll tell you exactly what it was. I, I always forget if it's thirteen or fourteen, but I know they did this. It was the Sears Center where they did it, and I'm trying to remember exactly when they, um, what uh, what date that was. But uh, it was, it was, it was fun, man. It was a lot of fun that uh, that whole time. But yeah, it's it's been a long time since they've been to Chicago quite a bit of years now they're going to do a bunch of stuff in chicago so it's going to be a really cool cool weekend
0: that's wild
1: yeah so 13, you've been ex- 2013
0: so, you, so you've been exposed to a lot of music throughout your life between 80s pop some hip-hop and rap in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s going back to more rock and roll and now you're in a metal band what do you, what do you listen to what do you say, like, on a regular basis as far as music? Is it metal, or is it something completely, like, off the grid? What do you, like, you, you open up Spotify or YouTube, and you're like, hey, I'll listen to fill in the blank.
1: You know, I've been obsessed with, like, usually 80s pop. I love 80s pop. I'll, that's my get get through the day. I put that on anytime. time. I just put on <laughs> 80s pop playlist. That's It's odd as it sounds, I just, that's my, my number one thing. But what I've been obsessed with is i don't know what you classify this but there's a band called dirty heads and um
0: oh i've heard of them
1: dirty heads they kind of fall into that 311 slightly stupid stick figure that category it's like reggae punk hip-hop electronic fusion it's like a weird mix of everything
0: i call them like modern day hippies
1: yeah yeah no, I'm, Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm obsessed with dirty heads i've listened to them every day since i happened to catch him in concert on july 6th so i've been listening to him constantly i love that stuff man it's so chill and it's a different thing for me excuse me it's uh it's awesome
0: nice.
1: i play so much metal um but like you know sometimes you just don't want to always listen to metal you won't want to branch out um but i do listen to metal like i i love you know man of war is my fair band and um
0: really I love listening- that's interesting
1: yeah, I love Manowar. Like my my go to, my go to band for any for that feeling and to get me through anything kind of feeling. So, I love Manowar. I will listen to Manowar anytime. Uh, so yeah, I, I still got my metal. It's I still need my influences, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, my daily, I'll I'll throw up 80s pop for sure. Get it's feel good stuff. <laughs> I will not knock
0: you for that. It's always been a guilty pleasure of mine, man. I, I'll, I'll pop on some old uh, Wham, George Michael.
1: Yeah, that's so uh, fun, man.
0: Duran Duran. There, I said it twice. You know, it's all that stuff. <laughs> it's it's so much fun. I I found something the other day. Like I said, I don't know this, we're we're calling this J Bone's jacked up jukebox, and um, I, I listened to something on repeat the other day. It was, um, oh man! Now, now the name is completely slipping me, and and it shouldn't, because I listened to it over and over again. Is a saxophonist.
1: Kenny G. <laughs>
0: or not saxophone. He's like a jazz guy out of the '60s or the like '70s that okay. went pop for a while in the '80s, and he did a song with the uh jimmy uh, J- jimmy jam guys um janet jackson was on one of his songs diamonds are a girls best friends something like that and i can't i can't think of the guy's name i know i i saved it in my favorites list on youtube
1: but, it's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah crazy stuff you go back to it. it's so fun
1: yeah no, I love it, man. I, I, eclectic taste. You know what I mean? I'll, I, I could see Slayer one night and go see Culture Club the next. You know, I just, there's no, why well, my put boundaries on music. That's the whole point of art is to have no boundaries. And you got people who have this ego about like, well, if I listen to this, I can listen to that. It's like, what do you, for what? Says who? The whole idea of art is to not have boundaries and you're putting boundaries on yourself.
0: That's and that's a beautiful thing about music, man. You never know what's going to inspire you. You never know what's going to get you going in the morning. It's true. Uh, it's it's one of the first things I do in the morning is I'll scroll through YouTube and see oh what got re- what's getting released. You know what? You know, like Frontiers Music is releasing all my old favorite bands from when I was in high school between 20 to 30 years ago it's crazy spread eagle roxy blue all these bands it's like oh my god 30 years later
1: think about that that's crazy
0: it it is it's absolutely insane um and speaking of that i want to bounce a couple topics off of you that just came up recently and just get your thoughts on it
1: yeah what do you got big news
0: that dropped uh within the last 24 to 48 hours James Durbin. Are you familiar with the singer?
1: James Durbin? No. What do you got?
0: American, former American Idol singer from years ago, joined uh, Quiet Riot three years ago.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't his name like Jizzy Pearl or something? Is that him?
0: You no, know, Jizzy Pearl just rejoined the band because James Durbin quit two months before their new CD is supposed to come out,
1: gotcha, crazy. Okay.
0: And I was, see, that one. Of, one of the craziest things about my channel, my original YouTube channel, uh-huh. is the music videos that I did. You know, some reporting on some bands here and there throughout the last few years. Those are the most watched videos. Yeah, you, were you were
1: showing me that. You were showing that your your music stuff.
0: It's crazy,
1: yeah. insane between, plays.
0: Between talking about Rat and James Durbin, this is now this goes this this actually dates that because James Durbin joined Quiet Riot and some of those are some of the most watched videos on my channel. And wouldn't you know? Now three years later, James Durbin is going back to being a solo guy, focusing on that. Crazy. And Quiet Riot's getting a a lead, another lead singer again. But they're they got Jizzy Pearl coming back into the fold, which he was with them a few years before, for a few years right before James Durbin, I believe.
1: He replaced uh, Dubrow when he died, right? Was it Jizzy who came in first?
0: Yeah, I, I you know, yeah, they had a, they I think they broke up for all. There's a documentary that's out there.
1: Yeah, um, I, have, I know Frankie Benali did the documentary, and it was like more centered around him because he was like the one keeping it all together and stuff.
0: Right. It's a great documentary yeah. and he he got permission or he wanted to get permission from the bro's mother saying hey i want to keep this going but i need your blessing so that i know it's okay and she gave him the blessing and he kept it going and man that yeah. band has been going through so much over the last what how how long they got i think they got oh, back gosh. in uh, early 2000s i want to say i'm not sure exactly the year
1: can I show well, you some? I'm, I'm gonna show. Keep talking. I, I'm gonna pull something up. Right, that's right to the right of me here. Oh, I think sure, you'll find, it, man. find it, But keep talking. I'm. I'm right here. I'm still. I'm paying attention. I, I think you'll find this interesting.
0: But the documentary, I tell you what, man, it's really crazy to see what that band went through in trying to get started again, find a lead singer, and whatnot, and um. I think it was like right at the end of the documentary, they said that Jizzy Pearl joined them, I think, after those few singers, Mark Huff, and I think there was someone else or something. I forget the names of the guys. Um, But it didn't work out with them. Jizzy Pearl joined in, And I've seen Jizzy Pearl in a lot of different bands. Live, I can say live, I only met him once, and that was when he was fronting one of the two versions of L.A. Guns. Nice guy. Oh wow. Yeah, so that was crazy. It was Tracy Gunn's version of LA Guns fronted by Jizzy Pearl and a handful of other guys. They came here to the Milwaukee area. And I was one of the like five people that showed up at the Best Buy because they were doing a little impromptu acoustic oh, wow. acoustic jam talking to the fans. They didn't really do a signing. They had the table ready, but not a lot of people showed up, so they just kind of they didn't blow it off, but they um you know, they didn't put that much into it. But I was talking to Tracy and some of the guys uh around the band there and I was like, "Hey, um thank you so much for coming out and doing this intimate thing and just, you know, just connecting with them." And he said, are you going to the show tonight? I forget what the name of the place was in West Dallas that uh, they were playing, uh-huh. and and I was like, no, unfortunately it's sold out, and I didn't get a ticket. He's like, you know what, man, you're on the list. You give me your name, we'll get your information. And I showed up and I walked in and I was like, holy
1: crap! That's crazy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, and then I hung out with all the guys from the band except. For Tracy, except for Tracy Guns, he was downstairs hanging out with some chicks or something. I don't know. Of course. But, yeah, <laughs> but so yeah, I, I yeah, just man, music's just a crazy thing. You never know what's what's gonna happen.
1: It sure is. I think now I think it's over there, further in the room, and I can't get to it right now. But I actually have a signed final copy of um, Metal Health, Quiet Riot, signed by all of them with Dubrow. I went and saw him on their last tour with Kevin, and I, I met him at this place at the, the 30th anniversary of Metal Health that oh, came out. man. And I got them to sign the vinyl. And I remember um, Carlos Cavazo was like, he's like, holy shit, you got a copy of this on vinyl? He's like, you're not even old enough to have this. I go, I found it. <laughs> I found it, and I'm getting it. I'm bringing it to you. And they all signed it. It was really cool. Uh, they were fantastic live. though. I got to see them in a very small, intimate venue, but man, it was cool. And I remember just like, I was just rocking out. It was 2003. I was 22. And I just remember Frankie Banali just looking at I was right up at the stage. And he's looking over at me the whole time. I'm singing every song. He's looking at me like, how the hell does this kid know every song that we're playing up here? You know? Um, I love Quiet Ride. Even the Randy Rhodes years, man. I got all that stuff big fan.
0: it's it's amazing how you never know who you're gonna reach with music what age group whatever it's it's amazing to to find out who it all hits i saw quiet riot in what i felt was the most awesome way possible at that time they were part of a package deal they opened up for i believe it was i want to say poison oh yeah part of Summerfest down at the lakefront
1: yeah i I remember remember when that that tour happened i remember
0: i don't remember when they were where they were on the bill i think like second or third but man it was the you know the bro was still alive and it was an amphitheater setting and it was loud as hell and i'm like man there is not a better way i mean you know intimate settings are nice for whatever band you love who you want to go see but man sitting there with you know 10 to 20,000 fans oh, yeah. however many were down there that night and he listening to the classics oh it was just yeah. tremendous man what a what a night i think enoughs enough open the concert warrant was on that bill oh, wow. that was that was uh, the the last tour that uh janie was on before he got kicked out again unfortunately
1: oh, wow. Yeah. Chip's Chip's enough, I know. He's a Chicago guy, so I've Oh yeah. I've played with him a bunch and he's a nice dude. He's a character. He's a real character.
0: Now he's not with Enough's enough right now, right?
1: Uh, he's going back to it from what I understand. Really? He played was playing with some other band. I forgot what they were called, but they were kicking him out. And then enough he was going back to enoughs. So I don't know what was going on uh after that. I just heard this is all you know something i've heard in passing with him and everything dude there's
0: so much crazy stuff happening in music right now it it must be a bug going around because um i've been a fan of bullet boys since it started back when i was in high school
1: oh yeah i saw them last year (laughs) earlier this year
0: dude mark puts on a good
1: show i couldn't believe that guy is what 50 something 53
0: 50s yeah
1: holy shit he will he look he looked phenomenal yeah and he put on a great damn show man
0: dude he's got so much energy it's crazy unbelievable and he has now minus the drummer because i've gone through a handful of drummers one passed away even somewhere within the last i want to say 10 years ago now something um I saw them with this incarnation of this of his band now. I want to say it was ten years ago. It was the first time they all played live together in a club up in Appleton, Wisconsin. I drove two hours to get up there. And it was phenomenal. Met them all except for the drummer who later on passed away.
1: Jeez. Um, oh,
0: crazy. Now there's another band called scroll down here and get the name of this so I got it right uh, lies deceit and treachery it's all the original members
1: of mm. the bullet
0: boys and Andrew Freeman singing
1: oh interesting okay. Well, a-
0: apparently this band never quite got off the ground they did some released some songs but never went full-blown released an album or whatever and uh mick Sweeto, original guitarist of bullet boys was hanging out with mark torrent of of the bullet of the bullet boys and okay they jammed in la doing something i didn't hear all the details well apparently andrew freeman heard about this and was like nope that's it i'm out of here and i'm sure there's a lot more details to it but that's the gist of it
1: Oh wow! Okay.
0: So apparently there is also a Bullet Boys reunion of all the original members going on, uh, or in the works, I should say. Um, oh, okay, cool. Uh, and they they got a date coming up somewhere around here in the next couple months. I didn't. I saw it on Facebook and I was like, ooh. And then I heard about this news and I was like, ooh, original Bullet Boys ooh. getting back together, ooh. Yeah. They're, Ooh, they're... yeah, that's right. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, they're they're good, man. I I I, re- I first time I saw them live was uh, earlier this year, I think. And man, they're they're phenomenal. I was I was blown away. I'm trying to think who else played. I think it was Enoughs, Bullet Boys, and I can't think of the third. Oh, um, Great White. Great White. That was what was with them.
0: Okay, now which version of Great White was it?
1: It was the other one. It's uh. Well, no, it was Jack's. It was Jack's. Uh,
0: it was Jack Russell's? Or... Jack Russell's.
1: It was Jack, oh, okay. Russell's great white. Yeah.
0: Jack Russell's got a great band. They are good. Tell you, they the super guys, good. The guy can still, you know, he, he may have slipped a little bit. He had some health issues and stuff like that. But, man, the guy can still sing. The guy can still perform. And I will take that
1: any day you could tell he got a little tired towards the end, but I'm like, you know, he's, he's up there, but, yeah. um, yeah. he's no, gone through
0: a lot. He's gone through a lot.
1: No, they were great. I, I highly enjoyed the show. I thought it was a great show.
0: I would love to see him. Um, I, I, I saw them, uh, they got rained out at Summerfest, and Jack Russell and the guitarist. The name is slipping me.
1: Mm, he was good though. I remember the guitar player being extremely good.
0: Oh, he's still good, yeah. I just don't like their new lead singer.
1: He oh. just
0: no, oh, it just
1: Oh, you're talking yeah. the other lineup, the other half.
0: Mitch uh, Mitch Beloy, I wanna say it is.
1: Mitch Beloy, yeah. okay.
0: Great singer. But now you got him singing the great white stuff and I just I just can't do it.
1: I yeah. Do yeah, it. it gets a little tricky. it's always a big thing when it comes to replacing members, especially in a, a situation like theirs where it was like a split. Like, they're still touring as two different entities. It's like, what are we doing here? You know, it's, it's a little strange. Yeah,
0: and uh, there's so much of it out there, it's crazy, you know. Uh, uh, but Jeff Tate tours and does uh, Queensryche yeah. stuff and Queens He's got a uh, new, new uh, actually not new now, but, you know, the different lead singer.
1: Yeah. Uh, I saw him with Tate reunited with him for a bit. I saw that lineup, and I thought that was really cool. They did all of uh, Mind Crime, the whole album. Oh, is- wow trip to see that you know
0: yeah so now i gotta ask you God. you favor sebastian bach and his band or skid row and uh zt
1: oh i don't i <laughs> i'm i'm just an original skid row fan i don't even i can't even follow the two the split up version versions i just you know for me
0: you just turn on the classics
1: that's it yeah skid row wise i just I think I saw Sebastian's solo once. It's fine. Sebastian's great. Yeah. I just, you know, um, what the hell is that album called? Uh, slave uh, to the grind. Slave to the grind. I was done after that <laughs> in terms of sk- <laughs> following Skid Row. I'm sure there's good stuff. I just, you know, there was so much other stuff that I was like, if they're not even together, I'm, I'm, I'll just focus on what I like right now. I'm sure that I could, I could listen to the other stuff. I'm sure I'm I think I listened to the last album and it was actually pretty good, but, um, yeah. yeah. there's a lot out there. Sebastian so little Bacchus, time. Sebastian
0: Bach has put out some decent solo stuff. His one oh, yeah. from he about I say six or seven years ago was really good. He's had, a he, good had solo a, he had a guitarist that was like a teenager, barely twenty-one. That kid, oh my god. Really? And then he left because he had a drinking problem or something. And amazing. Sebastian Bach was trying to stay sober and he was like, Nope, you're out.
1: Too much too soon
0: <laughs> something and now he's got one of my favorite guitarists of all time brent woods from the infamous wild side oh my goodness really you okay go on and on? but yeah um trent i just want to thank you so much for coming on with me for this first episode of jay yeah, up jukebox i really appreciate it anything uh,
1: for you jay bone anything <laughs> we have a lot of fun doing our show uh i appreciate you letting me come on here and talk about myself that was cool i'm a, you know you know me i love talking so especially yeah, about man. myself
0: and that's something <laughs> i've been wanting to pick your brain at for a while because i know you're a musician you got your band and this is my other passion that i just don't talk about enough on my own channel and well now, now i'm doing it and uh man you never know what you're going to get uh every week i want to do some uh Some CD reviews, I just got some Roxy Blue and some Spread Eagle, so I'll be talking about that. And then I'll be also talking about whatever bits of news I can find on the the internets and what's coming out. Oh, one last thing. Because I'm such an old fart, we're going to talk some 30-year anniversary stuff. Something that's going to get a release pretty soon motley cruz doctor feel good
1: i heard i heard the remaster now i have a remastered version of it that's got a bunch of extra shit on there i mean what else are you gonna do to it what what, yeah. what else do they have planned they remastered it a few years ago they added out all, all the deleted and bonus stuff you could i mean is this just a cash grab you know, you're gonna repackage it a little bit put it into another box and throw maybe a few more cut demos or i don't know
0: if you for the ultimate fan if you go to the website. And go on their uh their merch stuff for the pre-orders. Man, you can get like the vinyl, you can get the C D or you can get like the Grand Slam package, and it comes with like 200 items or something. It's crazy. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, they've got all sorts of crazy stuff. Pictures, pics, bags, posters. Oh, you name it. They got it in there, man.
1: Um uh, I mean, they're retired. Nuts. They gotta got make their money somehow. I wanna get Speaking of those big collectors boxes, there's one they put out for Dio that looks incredible, like the oh, vinyl wow. set, and it's got a bunch of stuff. I want to get that one. Uh, these things are pricey. Vinyl is very, very pricey, <laughs> so it's it, it be. It is, to, man.
0: It is. It's, it's crazy. It. Yeah, it's 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 a thing again. You know, you go to some stores, you can get the record player, and boom, they got a ton of vinyl. Finally, go like Barnes and Noble, they have a crap ton of vinyl. It's
1: crazy. Yeah file's not cheap either i i got my record players i got uh, i got a nice one up back there and i got like a portable one sitting over here somewhere and yeah.
0: um got one next to me here i i don't use it enough but...
1: <laughs> yeah same same like you can even get a dr feel good stethoscope if you want for 60 bucks but i see the package you're talking about the ultimate ultimate bundle holy shit three hundred dollars yeah it comes with a lot of stuff
0: yeah all good. the memorabilia you could shake a stick.
1: i mean it's kind of <laughs> i mean for what you're getting it's kind of cool 300 oh, yeah. bucks it's it's steep but it's not bad
0: if you're if you're the ultimate fan and i'm a pretty big fan man I, i'm right on the other side of my desk here i'm staring at a tapestry that i got at the last show i ever saw them on their last tour back in 2015 man hands down one of the best shows I've ever seen live, and it's—I don't think anyone's ever gonna top it in my lifetime. But I'm biased, you know. I love the
1: crew. Uh, me too. Seen them six times. Um, I love them. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. I uh, I'll tell you, I saw them at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago, small, intimate venue, very club venue. It was back to their club. This talking, you're talking '99. which uh, was dubbed the Get Vince Neil Out of Debt Tour, pretty much, you know, when he was hurting, (laughs) and they played a bunch of small clubs, and it was awesome. I got stood up by this girl who never got her tickets. I would have gone alone. Uh, Great show. I got this awesome bootleg tea after the show off the street vendor. Who uh,
0: Probably the same one I bought a T-shirt from, from Riverside Theater, downtown Milwaukee, same tour, yep. (laughs)
1: <laughs> same son of a bitch I sold it to us but I uh I got this awesome tea which my ex-wife ended up with no go figure but uh, <laughs> well it fit her afterwards I mean I was a I was pretty skinny back in those days you know and I was fitting into a damn medium or small I think it might have been you know and uh yeah she ended up with it that <laughs> was a cool shirt though man it was an awesome shirt yeah, but, you want uh, cheap uh, you want cheap cruise
0: stuff now go to wish.com and you find it all man it's crazy
1: are you serious Where are they, oh uh, it's,
0: that? Uh, it's all that it's, yeah it's all the it's crazy it's it's uh oh it's 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 bootleg heaven over on wish.com it's yeah every bit really? you could possibly think of yeah it's some of the stuff's kind of outrageously priced but you can find pretty much anything for 20 bucks or less it's ridiculous Interesting. I don't know, but I don't know how the quality is. They say, oh, star quality."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Says who? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Cool, man. You well, brought yeah. up
0: you brought up Dio, and I'm gonna uh, wrap it up with this. Sure. Uh, and this this piqued my interest. I love Dio too. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. They got a, They got the touring hologram.
1: Yeah. Now,
0: are you a fan of what they're doing with this, or no? I gotta get your opinion
1: on this. It's weird. It's like seeing a ghost. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's trippy, right? You're like, it's like a watching a ghost perform. Um, I'm not opposed to it now that I think about it. It's the most of deal I can get. The gentleman's dead, and it's like I saw him live uh, three times. It's two solo, one with uh, Sabbath. You know, Heaven and health tour. Oh, uh, awesome. He uh, saw the House of Blues, and he actually he actually high fived me, you know, and it was like, you know, the, the touching my hand. I was like, it felt like that uh, Sistine Chapel where God's touching Adam, you know, and it's like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it was cool. It was it was a very cool. Mo- I I love Ronnie James. I think he's 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 the rock god, the vocal god. I wouldn't mind going to see the hologram. At first I was like, fuck no, this is ridiculous, but now I'm like, man, it's, it's the only way I can get to see the guy in some capacity. I want, I love the music, I want to see it, but you know.
0: They got, a, they got a tight band playing the stuff.
1: The band's actually playing. Yeah, I don't know how they feel about the hologram, but the stuff's cool, man. I mean, they, they pull yeah. it off, I gotta say. They pull the damn thing off, which trips me out, but uh, you know what, if you told me Trying, they're playing up in Milwaukee. It's a fifty dollar ticket you want to come. I'm like you know, let's go. I wouldn't yeah. say no. So.
0: I, I I gotta say I gotta I, I might change my mind in the future, but when I first heard about this, I was like, uh, I can't do it. I just can't and, you know, I after, know.
1: same after, way
0: after after seeing him live, I've seen him live a couple times. in fact, one unique thing I will leave you with is I saw him live in Milwaukee. The night, I should well the night the the day that Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray Vaughan died. That night, Dio was playing the Riverside Theater. And,
1: really? Uh, yeah, there was a. And Stevie Ray a, died in, in Wisconsin. He died. He in died Tampa at Alpine
0: Valley. Valley. Yeah, and I found out uh, uh, that that day in school we were all talking about it. And um,
1: did that Ronnie night, say anything?
0: yeah, they had a moment of silence at the. At, yeah, so there was. You know there was there was a lot of talk about Stevie there. I met Ingve Malmstein at the metal shop, and uh, 9 I want to say 93 QFM was going through the line. Oof, that's a classic thought.
1: 93 QFM.
0: That that radio is not around anymore.
1: No, uh, they are they are
0: now pop, pop.
1: Yeah, was
0: smooth jazz for a few decades. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, they were going through the line and saying, oh, uh, you know, give your thoughts about Stevie Ray Vaughan. And, and he wasn't my favorite or nothing. I really didn't know what to say. The guy next to me he got on the mic on the radio and said, he may be gone, but his music's going to last forever. I'm like, oh, shit, I could have came up with that. <laughs> 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 I was
1: like, really, man? Oh, oh, that's that's crazy. Good. Yeah, so-
0: took the hand of Ingve Malmsteen, he looked a little reluctant to do it, but um, still got his autographs. That was the Eclipse tour. Saw Dio that night. He had uh, the Prodigy on guitarist. I'm trying to think of his name. Oh,
1: the kid, right? The 19 year old. Oh, he was like 18. Uh, something, Robert something. That was yeah, Robert. Oh my God, that kid was. He was not. He only lasted one album, didn't he? I think so. Lock think up the so. Wolves album, I believe.
0: Lock up the Wolves, yeah, but I that's you know everyone does Holy Diver and all that stuff, but I hear it a billion times on the radio. My
1: go-to Dio is Lock up the Wolves. Your lock up the Wolves is a phenomenally underrated album. Uh for people who know, they know it's awesome. Like the it's like it's easy to go to the classics, obviously I mean Holy Diver's such a perfect album, but everyone luck. covers it. It's like
0: I've heard yeah. it a million times, you know?
1: It's His cool. name was Rowan Robertson.
0: Thank you. See, I knew it was Robert something in there. Okay.
1: <laughs> he was like this crazy, amazing project. But then what happened to him? Like did he just burn yeah. out? I heard like he just burned out. Like he 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 couldn't hang he couldn't hang or something.
0: Early two thousands, he was playing with a band called Vast that I really fell in love with for a while. I don't know what. Oh, he's he was in
1: Vast. I remember Vast. They had a hit record. Yeah,
0: they they opened for Orgy.
1: Yeah, that was a crazy
0: ass concert. Oh, those okay. early the early two thousands were a wild time. Very different change. Very different uh very change. Different. In music. A lot of music. new metal. A lot of different techno stuff. Orgy stuff coming out.
1: Yeah, music was going through a very interesting uh shift in like 2000 2001 oh two it was a very yeah a lot of electronic metal rock it was it was a new world they also
0: <laughs> they also did it all for the nookie <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: you'll, you'll leave it on that note huh
0: <laughs> <laughs> on that we're gonna get out of here thank you so much Trent, for joining me on this first episode of j-bones jacked up jukebox i could talk music forever and yeah. well we, we we almost did uh <laughs> <laughs> So uh we'll catch you guys next week. I don't know what we're going to cover, but stop back. I'll try to make it as interesting as possible in the world.
1: How about of music. How about some plugs? i will be telling people where I can they can find me in the music.
0: There we go, man. plug your band. plug your stuff absolutely, man.
1: Guys, check us out at Hemimusic.com. All the links are in there h e m i m u s i c hemimusic.com links to bandcamp, Spotify. everything's in there. Give us a follow. All the social media, uh, new new album streaming on Spotify and everything. Look for us. Uh, like I said, hemi com. The links to all of it. Find it, get it, enjoy it. Let me know what you think.
0: There we go. I've got it saved on my Spotify.
1: <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. I, I get a half a penny per play. I appreciate it. <laughs> <There> we go. <laughs> Welcome nice. to digital digital streaming in twenty nineteen.
0: I will blow that sucker up, man. Get you some. <laughs>
1: and leave it on repeat, guys, and hit mute and go to bed. <laughs> I'll it's wake up with I'll wake up with a dollar forty
0: nine. You can buy some little debbies with that.
1: Yeah, if that
0: or something. I don't know. I don't know what you buy for a dollar these days i'd buy that for a dollar there you go go to the dollar store but thanks for tuning in uh we'll see you guys next week right here on j bones jacked up jukebox the music portion of smash this podcast we're out of here
1: see you guys